0: Welcome to Vision Sunday, a little different Sunday uh, than normal Sundays, and in today, just to prep you a little bit, online campus, our Mansfield campus, uh, what, we're, what we do on Vision Sunday, the first Sunday of the year, as we recap a little bit, we talk about all that God, God did uh, the year before, and then we cast vision for what's to come, and this year kind of set the pace. And the Bible talks about where there is no vision, the people perish. In other words, if we don't know where we're headed, then any road will take us there, and we end up lost on the back street where we're not supposed to be. Amen? And so our goal today is to help set the vision for 2022. A little different for you today than the normal message that I would bring. And so I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy with us. In fact, I'd like to open, if you would, with me. We're going to have a lot of video engagement. I want to open with a recap of Hill City and what we did in 2021, so watch and enjoy. Such an amazing group of men and women. And I just want you to pay attention. What you saw uh, as a recap video um, is that you saw people. Um, and what I love about this church, it's not about a, a royal family. It's not about the pastor or the worship leader or the sets of pastors. It's about us. We are a family. We are people who are loving Jesus to the best of our ability. And that's what this church is all about, has always been about. It's been about loving people and putting people in the forefront and letting people learn to lead and use their gifts and their callings. And and I'm just so proud of you. And then what that means is we're going to have mess-ups and, and shortcomings. And we're not going to be perfect because none of us are Perfect. Amen. But we're doing our best to make it hard to go to hell from the Metroplex. Amen. I'm so proud of you. And you noticed with uh, with our tide base, our tide base uh, was at 1.7, and uh, and of course you know we manage that unto the Lord. It's the Lord's money. You give it to the Lord, and we then, as your leadership, manage the gift of the Lord and how we we're to operate as a as a uh, organization. And uh, so you saw our expenditures was 1.6 something, and so we stay under budget. Come on, somebody. We don't spend more than Comes in, and so what the Lord, as the Lord blesses you, and you're able to tithe and be faithful, then we're able to take that and do with what God would have us to do. So I'm so proud of you in that, and I love that this church is a people-driven church, not a pastor-driven church. Aren't you glad about that? Somebody say Amen. So that's what you signed up for. And one of the things that you notice is that um, we're very, very passionate about what we call small group life. For years, I tried to change the term to something cooler, life groups or whatever. But the problem with that is that when we say small groups, um, if you've come from another church or you had another experience, it immediately puts you into a mode of thinking um, a certain way. And we don't necessarily do life the way maybe you came from. We don't necessarily do small groups the way uh, maybe you've seen done in the past or how they engage. In fact, the way we do small group life is that we are in friendships with one another and, uh, and we do life together. And so it's less about Bible study and weekly meetings. It's more about how can you and I grow in God? How can we be friends? And how can we get this thing done and keep our marriages strong and help us strengthen our family units and our children? That's what small group life is for us. So what that means? Is some some groups of folks they hardly ever meet they're just are their own line like our own line small groups and they just meet in, in in Facebook groups and things like that some of our small groups they just you know what they're they circle around the fact that you know they're all single so they meet every day because they ain't got nothing else to do and so you know whatever <laughs> i'm just kidding and so, and so whatever it may be, what, we, what we've not done is said this is what a small group has to look like. We have a set, set of goals, and that is that you do life together, that you grow in Jesus together. I want you to be able to go on vacation and have somebody watch your dog, and you don't have to pay them because they do, you do life with them. Are you with me? Say yes. I want somebody to look at your husband for you and say, hey, bro, you shouldn't talk to your wife like that, dude. Come on, man, we've been together, you know, a couple weeks now, and I love you, man. You love God. I need somebody to text you and say, hey, look, this is what I was reading in the Word today. I think it's for you. I need you to have those kind of relationships. Are you with me today? Say yes. And so that small group life, in fact, I want to give you a quick testimony uh, from the Johnson family. They are magnificent. Play that for them as, uh, as they kind of tell their story about small group life real quick.
1: Angela and this is my husband and best friend Kenneth aka KJ as people affectionately call him and uh, we serve here at Hill City um, and we also serve at the Mansfield campus uh, as the he's a drummer and I sing along with the praise and worship team and uh, we moved here from South Carolina in September of last year. I left my mom and dad, well we left my mom and dad to come and serve at a church here and stuff just did not go right. Uh, I did not believe that I would be serving again. God led us here to this uh, hill city and um, we got here, jumped right into small group and I've learned the importance of small group. My husband had a very tight circle back home where he had his guys you know and just for him to jump from there to have to be here and i was that was a prayer of mine to have you have people you know that you can hang out with or whatever good influence and now i can barely keep him home because he's always doing something with josiah and the guys from small group we went into grow track and from grow track we had the urge to serve god gave it to us and we are here and we love it <laughs>
0: up for the Johnson family. So fine. Uh, if you if you help us just by cultivating and leading small groups, would you just throw your hand up? Can we give a love uh, give, uh, offering for everybody? Thank you. Thank you for serving. Thanks for organizing us online. If you're helping with an online small group or Mansfield, all you Mansfield guys, if you're leading small groups, throw your hands up. Everybody at Mansfield better clap for them. Amen. All right. We love you. And one of the other things that we're really passionate about is is when people um, are looking for a church or maybe they 're coming back to God or they 've never known the Lord, and they end up here at Hill City we want to do a really good job of connecting you to the vision of the house to finding your place and we do something that we call grow track. other churches have a growth track we call it grow track because we do everything shorter and quicker here and a uh, So, um, so, you know, that's kind of, that's how we do life. And so we have something called the grow track and the grow track is that place where like, if you've been coming for a couple weeks, and you're like, dude, I kind of like you guys. And people all the time will tell me, pastor, I like the church. How do I connect in here? One of the big passions of mine is to help you find your purpose. See, so drugs is not the problem. Mental health is not the problem. Finance. The bottom line is the main problem in most people's life is that they're purposeless. See, when you have a purpose, you have a reason, you know why you're on this planet, then it doesn't matter what goes on around you because you've got a vision and a direction that you must accomplish. And so, one of the things that we do in the Grow Track is help you identify your purpose. We help you identify your giftings, and we try to get you using your giftings here in the body of believers, which is what the Word of God teaches. And so, the Grow Track has been that place where folks who come in get to know us a little bit. And what I don't want you doing is sitting in a service, uh, you know, hiding out where nobody knows you because you were, because you. You were heard at the last three churches. You have to activate your calling, your purpose, your giftings, because again, the Bible says that every one of us are a part of the body. And the Bible, Romans chapter 12, go look it up. It says every one of us are a body part. We you weren't just saved so you wouldn't go to heaven. You were saved so you could be a part of his body, and he is the head, and we're all body parts, right? And what good, I always say it like this, what good is a kidney sitting in a petri dish? It's not fulfilling its function. It has to be within the body, and so when you're part of the body guess what happens people offend you people frustrate you people mistreat you mishandle you whatever it may be that's a part of being a part of life and just being alive and if you don't want to get hurt don't be alive because the bottom line is every one of us have had broken relationships broken friendships you work with somebody stupid bless them in jesus name but every one of us have these difficulties and that's called life and you and I can overcome them especially if we'll connect together so got a quick testimony I want you to hear uh, uh, I want you to hear from Lisa she's gonna blow your mind great communicator on her experience with our GrowTrack roll take
1: hello my name is Lisa McPhail and my husband and I we are members right here at Hill City when the Lord laid on our hearts to become a member here at the church we kept hearing this term Grow track, grow track, grow track. Next thing you know, we're sitting in a grow track. And from there, it was absolutely phenomenal, life changing. Went through there. After that, we became connected with an amazing small group. From the small group, I then began serving on the praise team. So I want to encourage you today if you're thinking about Grow Track, think no further, don't delay join today and i hope that you will find your place of purpose serving here right here at hill city
0: come on give it up Lisa. <laughs> Hey, if you've been through the Grow Track, whether you're in our online campus or Mansfield campus or here in the Cedar Hill campus, if you've been through the Grow Track, would you throw your hand up? Can we clap for all? Thank you, guys. I love you. Thank you for being a part of the vision and being a part of our uh, our life and moving forward with us. The other thing I want to highlight uh, from uh, 2021 was, um, you know, part of our vision is to always go to where people are hurting. Um, many churches, unfortunately, have a thought process or, or, or uh, you know, a way of doing life. That is, we're going to bring everybody to the building. Sunday is going to matter more than anything else. That's not really our vision. Our vision is to do what Jesus did. Wherever they're hurting people, let's go to them. Let's go find them. Let's love them. And, of course, we want to collect and gather. And so our vision has been to open up campuses all over the metroplex, all over the nations of the world. And, and so we had a, a choice to make years ago as we began to fill this building up. And this was a smaller building by, our, by way of our vision. And we had a choice. We could go spend all of your tithe and, uh, and, and, and push you to build us a $25 million, you know, 1,500, 2,000-seat sanctuary in Cedar Hill. And then you can drive 30 minutes if, you're, if you live out at North Arlington or whatever. And then we, as we began to seek the Lord, the Lord said, That building's fine. It's big enough. Won't you go open other campuses all over the Metroplex? And that's what we said, okay, Lord, we'll do it. And to do that is a very difficult task. And our first campus that we opened was in Mansfield. We opened it three years ago. Pastors Jonathan and Myrna, who are faithful sons and daughters of this house, phenomenal leaders, they looked up and said, Pastor, we'll go do it for you, because I couldn't get nobody else to do it, by the way. So they were faithful. Mansfield, y'all know what I'm talking about. And so they said, yes, we'll do it. We found a little facility, and we sent a group of about 30 to 40, People and they went, We'll go, Pastor. We'll go help launch that thing. And I'm telling you, that first year we started getting traction, it was starting to really take off, and then we hit the pandemic. And I mean it affected that campus in a way that was so difficult and Jonathan and Myrna kept praying through The leaders there kept staying faithful and I want you to know that they've gone through two years of pandemic and they're still standing Come on, let's clap for our Mansfield. I love you guys. so proud of you And so I have a quick testimony I want you to hear these guys as they talk about, play, roll tape, uh, their, uh, their experience with the Mansfield campus I'm Christy De and I'm Nick Delatori.
2: And we've been attending Hill City for about five years. When we heard that they were building a Mansfield campus, we were really excited because it's closer to our home. So we were here since day one in Mansfield and we quickly joined Grow Track, completed it, and we both serve in the church. I serve in kids ministry and I'm also the kids ministry coordinator for the Mansfield campus and I serve
1: on the welcome team.
2: And we love Hill City. We, we feel comfortable here. We feel like it's family here. We're raising our kids here, and we couldn't think of any anywhere else we'd want to be this connected to.
0: Come on, give it up for Christy and Nick. are they amazing? They're a phenomenal couple, and they have been so faithful, and uh, I'm just so proud of those who said, Pastor, we'll go. We'll have a vision to do something that's not easy, and that campus has just been doing so good. I'm so proud of them, and then, as you guys know, as we went into the pandemic, um, we were used to just having people in live services we didn't have much of an online presence. So we started pivoting and trying to figure out how to do that. The Lord had given me a prophetic word uh, that year, and I kept hearing the word digital space, and I kept tra- cha- third space. I kept telling everybody third space, it's some digital, God wants to do something in the digital world. We've got to we gotta do better reaching out to that. So so right as the pandemic hit, we were like, oh, that's it. And so we started trying to buy cameras and trying to train people how to run cameras and trying to figure out how are we gonna have an online campus for people who can't come and be in live services. And then as we we started our online campus. What happens is people from different parts of the nation said, "Hey, that you're our church. Like you're touching us right where we're at." We're, we were trying to figure out and still trying to get it all tweaked out on how to have online small groups, things like that, and do life with them, grow track online. And we've been working all of those pieces. And I just have a testimony from someone who has become a part of our church from Louisiana, and I want you to hear this as part of our online campus. You, you're gonna, you're not gonna believe this. Come on, Tina Corville.
1: Hello, my name is Tina Corville. My husband John and I live in South Louisiana and Hill City is our home church as we are part of the online family. My husband John has recently been through a 14 month cancer battle and the prayers of Hill City has given him strength to see it through. The Lord has touched him and has healed him and we give God all the glory for that. We love Hill City. Hill City, we thank you for letting us be a part of your family.
0: Come on, give it up. Give it up for our online campus. We love you guys. Pastor Sean and Esmeralda are doing a phenomenal job leading that. They're so uh, wonderful and powerful. Um, And then that brings me to, I want to highlight, just looking back on 2021, our missions impact. You know, we went into the pandemic thinking that it would go away in 2021, and it just didn't. People were still very much, uh, and and we see what's happening like in Australia, uh, different nations of the world, West Coast, East Coast are still very, very much opposed to large gatherings and people coming back together. The church in America has been shook a little bit, like like we gather, don't we? How do we not gather? How do we do these things? And so you guys have been so faithful here at Hill City to continue not to just um, love our community and love the spiritual family, but also to reach into the nations of the world with your giving. And so we were able to continue supporting over 20 different missions groups and just phenomenal. And so one of our missionaries that we support sent us uh, footage and video of what we were able to do uh, with our gift, what they were able to do. So I want you to see this, what you've done and your missions impact in 2021. Hill
3: City Church, Pastor Adam and Jamie, we want to say thank you so much for your incredible generosity this year. We want to give you a quick overview of the impact. Impact you all have made in nations that are restricted to the gospel message. First in Iran, you helped put over 41,000 Bibles into the hands of people in Iran, making it over 201,000 people to date that we have provided a Bible to, an invitation to church, and a presentation of the gospel message. Then in Iraq, you helped us launch a brand new medical mission team reaching over 3,300 families this year. That's roughly over 15,000 people that have been provided basic Medical needs while being offered prayer and an opportunity to hear the gospel message, plus, You helped train over 200 women in our skills training program, giving them the opportunity to start a new livelihood for them and their families. Then over in China, we launched over 1,500 new students through our ABC Bible and ministry training program, making it currently 6,000 people that are going through that training. Then in Myanmar, we provided over 1,100 relief packs to families that were impacted by the military coup earlier this February. Plus we launched an additional 500 Bible school students there making it over a thousand students that are actively studying that curriculum in the country of Myanmar. Then finally in Afghanistan we were able to respond to the crisis there, evacuating 117 Christians so far, getting them to safety. These are Christian families that would have been targeted by the Taliban. Many of them are former World Compassion staff. We continue to provide safe housing, food, evacuations, and support for families that are continuing to be stuck in Afghanistan and those who have gotten out. We couldn't have done any of this without your generosity. Thank you guys so much. We love you, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Come on, give it up, Hill City. So I don't know if you... Remember when we were seeing
0: all of those uh, folks stuck in Afghanistan and they're trying to get on the on the airplanes and holding on to the wheels and all that and and I know some of you even contacted me directly we gotta go we gotta storm the gates and I was like whoa we got it we got it and the reason you need to understand is that we partner with ministries who can accomplish the task and so you have to know your part and your role are you with me say yes like listen I love music but you don't want me singing come on somebody and so I have a partner to play, and that is I put the best ones up who can sing. So we all have a part to play, and our part as Hill City is that if we're faithful to the tithe, if you're faithful to the offering, we will distribute that to the experts who will get out there and change nations. We are touching the world because we're faithful in the little, and he's taking that and making it much. Isn't that good? Come on, give yourselves a hand. With that, would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 18? I want to share as we now switch into what this next year looks like. Matthew chapter 18 is kind of the, the word of the Lord for me and I believe for us as a congregation. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19. Jesus speaking, he says, Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. Where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. I want you to know I've watched the church in America, even folks in Hill City. 2021 became this time of loneliness, the time of separation. People got, the enemy literally discouraged, disunified relationships, broke them up. That was part of his plan. In fact, Jesus, his last prayer, his last great communication on this earth that we see him back to the Father, he says, God, I don't pray. Father, I don't pray for anything other than that they would be one even as you and I are one, that they would be unified, that they would be together, if you will. And I love in verse 19 of Matthew 18 how he says, We're two on earth agree about anything. Everybody say agree. agree. Try it again, say agree. agree. Agreement is the key component The supernatural provision of God. It's when two or three come together in agreement. This word agreement in the original Greek is the word symphonia. Symphonia. It's where we get our word symphony. It means that everything is playing in harmony together. Every piece, those concert instruments are harmonizing. Have you ever heard a band play that they were not in sync with each other? Have you ever listened to a junior high band practice? Have you ever as a kid's trying to learn to play the drum bone, trombone, as another kid has got he's he's got that little snare drum and just it is the most miserable thing on earth. I am not a very cultured person as you can tell. My wife tries to culture me, but I really don't like symphonies and plays. I would rather shoot something. Anyway, but I but she tries to bring and there's nothing as I understand it more magical when you've got A 100 different instruments playing in harmony the beauty of that and that really is the picture of what you and i the church are supposed to be working together in agreement when we come together in agreement There is nothing that the enemy will be able to do to destroy us. In agreement, the Bible says very clearly, if you ask for it, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. In fact, the reason why the enemy attacks families and marriages, because if I can get mom and dad not in agreement, then I can destroy that family. If I can get those kids not in agreement with their, fa- with their parents, then I can destroy that family. If I can get that church full of disagreement, if I can get that small group full of disagreement, then what I can do is I can keep them from ever being successful. And friend, agreement is not easy all the time because we're Americans. We're Americans, and how I see it goes. And the problem with that attitude is that we never get to really move forward because we're constantly pulling against each other. But when we come into agreement, symphonio. And I would like you to dream in 2022 on what it could look like to be in agreement with your spouse, to be in agreement with the purposes of God on your life, to be in agreement with your church, to be in agreement with Hill City. What would it look like if we just said, you know what, I don't have to be right. I just want to move things forward. I, you know what? I don't necessarily agree with everything you said, but I'm in agreement with you. I'm going to play my part and make it sound good, even though you suck at your part. I'm going to do my best. So, so let me give you a couple thoughts that agreement is contingent upon. Here's a couple agreement contingent points that have to happen. That is, number one, that every one of us have to have the same goal in sight. If you're going have to have, a, if you're gonna have agreement, then we all have to have the same goal in sight. We have to kill with them. You know what with them is? It's a business term that we use. With them. What's in it for me? So most marketing and advertising and, and is towards trying to get consumers. Most marketing uh, groups will say, you got to be able to figure out what's in it for them. That's the only way to get them to purchase or get them to join. You got to figure out what they want. What's in it for them? Well, for us to have true unity, to have true agreement, so that anything that God wants to be done on the earth we can get it accomplished, we're going to have to kill the what's in it for me and come to the place of what's in it for the Lord and how do I do my part? Are you with me? Say yes. I know it's not I know it's not sexy teaching, but it's biblical. You know, I I understand. I understand that that's not what you're hearing all day long on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. But I'm telling you, it's the way God operates when when couples come together in unity, when the church comes together in unity, and say, "You know what? That hurt my feelings, but I love you. I'm going to do Matthew 18 with you, but I'm going to stay in agreement with you." Then there's nothing that the enemy can do to destroy us. In fact, Jesus cried out, "Lord, let them be one, just like you and I are one. Only do what the Father does. Only only say what I hear the Father saying. Let us be one." the Father covers me. So Jesus said, so when you see me, you see the Father because we're one. When, he's, when you see my wife, my kids know this. If Jamie says it, it's as though I said it. If I say it as though Mama said it, you don't turn and say, well, Mama, what do you think? I will, whoop, I will, I will bless you because we are one. And I've told them plenty of times as they were growing up, I'll make another one of you. But me and her, we together for life forever and ever and ever. I'll let nobody disunify dis- dis- me and her. Nobody. Nobody gets between me and her, and that's why we're an undivided front, and that's why we have such supernatural things happen in our life, because we're in agreement, and when we disagree, we sit down, and we work it out. Are you with me? Say yes. That's what the church is supposed to. In fact, if you'll read through the epistles, the New Testament letters, all the New Testament, you know what all of it is about? Loving Jesus, and hey, church, work it out, because y'all keep getting mad at each other. All the writings of the Apostle Paul, they end up somewhere in there in the epistles like, hey, y'all need to work that out because the kingdom of God is at hand. And the enemy's trying to destroy the agreement, the unity of the brothers and sisters. Here's the second thing that agreement is a contingent upon, and that all parties involved, number two, each one using our strengths to harmonize. Each one of us using our strengths. What has God given you? God, you, don't have, you, don't have to, you don't have to try to be something you're not. I tell people all the time, you know, I love you. You're grumpy, but, man, you're, I love you. And, you know, we're going to use your grumpiness over here because your grumpy self ain't going to fit over here because if we put you over here, somebody's going to shoot you because you just need to every now and then hit that big bone. Go- Boom. There you go. That's all we need you for in this symphony. Boom. There you go. Good job. So what are, how did God make you, and how can you use your gift to bring harmony into this whole thing called the church, are you with me? Say yes. And that's the reason why it's important that you go through the growth track because we want to help you identify because otherwise, some of us have been in other churches where they wore us out. Why, because they didn't have enough people stepping up and say, I'll use my gift to bring agreement, I'll, bring, I'll come and harmonize and get, bring my gift to the table. And so as a result, you know, it wasn't getting done and you just had that bleeding heart, you said, I'll do it, I'll, I'll serve in that. You ain't no more called to help kids, you don't even like kids. And you was back there in the kids' ministry, mad at everybody being mean showing up late cuz you didn't want to be there like stupid kids I mean like kids cuz you was out of position are you with me say yes and i learned that early on in my life i did not need to play a big man in the basketball game i will never dunk the ball <clears throat> so i should only i should, so i learned my position as a shorter faster guy to be a great point guard and play my position play it well and for us to have agreement, you've got to bring your gift to the table so that you can harmonize with us. And who wants to be a part of a church where 20% do all the work and 80% just watch? That's not this church. Go somewhere else. I need your gifting. I need what you are good at. And bring that to the table. And that beautiful thing that you do and that you can, that you can bring to the table makes us who we are. Are you with me? Say yes. All right. Here's the third piece for agreement to happen. And that is we have to validate others' roles in reaching the goal. Why do we get so insecure that somebody else is being promoted? Why do we get jealous that someone else is getting to do that? Why do you do that? That's destroying agreement. We should go, yes, yes, because let me tell you what I learned. Somebody asked me the other day, do you grill? Nope. You don't grill? You're a man. You don't grill? No. They're like, why not? I said, well, because when we first married, I tried it. I didn't do so good. And then I had to make a decision. If I learn to grill, then that means I'm going to be responsible for that. And so if I'm responsible for it, then I'm going to have to always do it. And so I have learned a sneaky secret in life. Be good at what you're good at, and don't worry about the rest of it. And when somebody else is good at it, so when my wife gets a grill, i say, baby, you're the best grill. Woo, go, girl, get you some meat on. There you go. Oh, that's a mm. No one could ever cook it this good. I won't even go buy a steak at a restaurant because my wife cooks a much better steak. And let me tell you something. She is the best grill master on the country, in the country on the planet. And I'll tell you why. Because when she's using her gift, I'm fanning it in the flames. Go, girl, get it. Just get it. I'm not jealous. Somebody come over. You ain't the man of your house. Yes, I am. That woman cooks a steak better than me. I ain't jealous of it. I'm like, go get them, girl. Go get them. That's why you see my wife on stage. We co pastor together because the two are one. I'm not jealous of her. I'm not when, she, when God promoted her as a, as a councilwoman in our city, I'd walk into the city building, and people would say, excuse me, sir, what are you here for? I'm like, um, my wife's a councilwoman. They go, oh, this is Jamie McCain's husband. I'm like, no, I'm Pastor Adam McCain. <laughs> Travel the world, preaching the gospel. I ain't Jamie McCain's. I'll never forget when they did They did this little banquet to validate everybody, and they had this little moment where they gave gifts to the spouses of the councilmen. Because they were all men, and Miss Jamie was the only woman. She was the, only, she was the third female to ever be on council in a 150-year-old city. And so, yeah, hero. And so I'll never forget. I'll never forget. We were standing there, and they brought all the wives up and me, and they gave them all flowers. And they said, we know how hard it is to be the spouse of a council person here. And then they came to me, and they gave me some coasters. <laughs> Every year they would have that banquet, and Miss Jamie would say, hey, are you going to come with me to that? And nope, I stopped, went one time, never again. Never again. I wasn't jealous of her. I'm proud of her. See, we should be proud of those that are stepping into their calling. We shouldn't be jealous of each other. That kills unity, agreement, symphonio, As when you and I can look over there and say, Boy, that violin player can play that violin. Go get them. Dong, and play our little dong thing. And that's our part. Are you tracking with me today? Say yes. And so as we move forward into 2022, I need your agreement in the vision of the house. So I'm going to give it to you a little bit. I want you to write it down, put it in your phone, pull out your notes on your phone. These guys, you guys that are online with us, go ahead and, you know, uh, pull out your notepad or something, you at home or something. And, uh, and I want you to catch this. Here's the first thing that we have a vision for in 2022, and that is that every member of Hill City begins to develop a closer walk with Jesus. I want you to be so close to Jesus that people go, you smell like Jesus. You said, thank you. Thank you very much. That that sounds like what Jesus would have said. That's exactly what I picture Jesus would have done. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of looking like Adam McCain. I want to look like Jesus. I want to act like Jesus. I want to post what Jesus would have posted. Are you tracking with me? I want to respond in traffic the way Jesus would respond. I want to, I want to respond to that email the way Jesus would have responded. And so, so we got to get a little closer this year. Will you commit that with me? Say, yeah, come on. I want to be a little closer. I want to look like him a little bit more. I want to respond. So let me tell you what we're going to do as your church to help you do that. First thing we're going to do is starting this Monday, we're going to start 21 days of prayer and fasting. Okay? And let me tell you why. Because fasting does not make you like Jesus. Fasting makes you less like you. Fasting does not make you spiritual. I, I always used to get a kick out of people who were like, you know, I fasted thirty one days. But yeah, but you were so mean the whole time. None of us liked you. because what fasting is, it's a crucifixion of your flesh. What you When you fast, so in 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 the Bible times, what they would fast predominantly was food or water. Because everything was built around surviving. If you have you watched this uh, TV show Alone? Have you seen these guys out? Yeah. So all they do all day long is wake up and try to figure out how to get food, and that really was what the ancients—how the ancients lived. And so, so everything was around food. So that's what they did. They would fast that as a dedication to the Lord and a killing of their flesh. All of their all their parties were around food. Come on, sound like Cajuns. All their music was built around you know drinking and celebrating and, uh, and that kind of thing. And so they would fast food. I believe in our era that we got so many other distractions, so many other fleshly things that we could fast that. So I would challenge you: fast social media. Fast that video game play that you're all addicted to that you can't go you know uh, two days without doing. Fast fast your favorite Netflix. Come on, somebody fast that thing. Fast you know that thing that you you've been you know, so addicted to that you can't hardly stop without, and you don't even know it, you don't even realize it, that that's all you talk about, that's all you're engaged with. Fast that, fast food, if you will. But join in with us, and as you fast, you're killing your flesh, but you're also then engaging with Jesus. That's why it's called fat prayer and fasting. So engage, so I will take lunchtime instead of eating and going out to a lunch appointment, I'll just go sit in my office or I'll go sit in my car and I'll just put on worship and I'll just say, Jesus, here I am. I love you. I just start reading through the Holy Scriptures and engaging with Him. Why? Because I'm trying to get closer to Him. I want to be like Him. Are you with me? Say yes. Because who you spend time with is who you start acting like. It's true. That's why some of your kids are terrible. Because you, who you let them run with. I'm going to just tell you right now, if you let your kids run with losers. I'm just telling you. just telling you. You should teach your kids to get around. Listen, my mom and dad taught me that from the early days. Hey, you go sit with the kid who's actually accomplishing something. You go sit with that kid who's actually uh, passing school. And if I hear that you're sitting in the back with them other kids, I'm gonna whoop you. And so I sat with the I sat with the kids that were accomplishing stuff. I sat with the kids who actually had that that made something of their lives. And that's who I hung out with, and that's who I that's who I spent time with. Kids who love God. And I did that because I realized if where I want to go, who I want to become, is really determined by who I'm hanging out with. And if you're hanging out with Jesus, I promise you, you're going to start acting like Jesus. You're going to start having his victory. And listen, all you got to do is watch a few TikTok leadership videos, and you'll realize that every one of those guys are talking about running with people who are entrepreneurs, who are better than them. And they tell, they, that's a secular concept that they stole out of the scripture. And that if you run with guys who are, who, are, who are networking and doing great things, you'll be able to network as well. You'll be able to get ahead as well. Who do you run with? If I'm running with Jesus, I'm going to start acting like Jesus, start looking like Jesus. you track and say yes? Here's the other way we want to help you develop a closer walk with Jesus, and that is we want to help you study the word for yourself. Everybody say, for yourself. That's right, because you need to know the word of God for yourself. I'm so grateful that Pastor Adam's the greatest preacher on the planet. But at the end of the day, I should only confirm what you already know by the Holy Scriptures that you've been reading and knowing your God for yourself. You don't need another person to translate God to you. He's given us His holy word. His holy word. The reason why prophetic things get weird and people get off is because they don't know the word well enough to stay in alignment with God can I ask you this? Imagine if I told you, those of you that are single and you're, and you're wanting to get married, imagine if I told you there was a book all about the one that you're called to marry. Would you buy that book? You bet a doggone believe you would. I mean, we've been married 28 years and I would love a book like that. All the time. She says stuff, I'm like, oh, I, I did not know that about you. And she goes, what do you mean you didn't know that? Well, I'm obviously a loser. Yeah, I don't have the manual in front of me, but I'm going to figure it out. So, it, that's what God's given us. We've got, a, we've got a, an autobiography. We've, we've, got, we've got everything about who he is, what he wants, what he desires, what he likes, what he's about, what he, what he wants to do with us, how he wants to engage with us. And so the fact that you don't know the word of God, and here's my issue. So people get so confused about the Bible and about God because they'll extract one little piece and they'll view God from that one little piece like that God told him to kill all the women and children in that particular group. And they'll extract that and say, how can your God be a loving God when he says this? Well, let me just say this to you. If you took video footage of me spanking my child and you put that out there and said, this is who Adam McCain is, that would be a misrepresentation of me. You say, well, that's who he is. No, no, that's a portion of what I have to do. But that doesn't mean that's who I am. In fact, what you should do is follow me around for a couple months and you'll see how I love my children, how I hold my children in my arms, how I look deep in their eyes and I call purpose into them, and how I set them up for success, and how everything that I'm doing is training them to be some of the greatest leaders that our generation has ever seen. And you'll say, that man's phenomenal. Why? Because you have a holistic view of me. When you just read a little bit of the Bible and a little bit of the Bible and you've never read through the whole Bible, you don't have a holistic view of your God. And so you get confused about things, and then somebody who's manipulative says, "says What about this?" And you're like, "I, I, 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 I don't know." And so that's why I don't want to get you reading the Bible every day, knowing your God, and also that's why we set you up. With with, uh, with some Bible courses Instead of doing all the Bible courses myself I connected with a local Bible school for you And they're offering these little online courses For 50 bucks and you can go online We've got a little link to it, I think we have it on the screen for you They should be there for you guys in Mansfield As well as our online campus And you can just go online and take these little courses Help you know the Bible, help you grow in God There's a little guy teaching about the disciplines of God In there, me, and you need to take that course Because it will change your life And all of those count towards other uh, Christian colleges If you want to take some of the credit and move it forward so that's the other way here's the other way. I want to help you grow closer to jesus And that is you've got to become close friends with some sold-out believers You got to get some close friends some of you guys listen I love you some of you have been coming coming to hill city for a year six months you joining us online But you're still running with the same group And because of that i'm telling you sweetheart, you're not gonna You're not he's not gonna stay faithful to you when he, as long as he's running with that group He's got to get a group of men who love jesus He's got to get around some other dudes who are suffering what he suffers through. Trying to provide for the family also has his own temptations, also has a background a mess that he came out of and things that he came out of, and he needs to be around some other brothers and some other you guys need to be around some brothers and sisters in Christ who actually love the Lord. So I don't do small groups cuz it's another chore or duty. We want you to have Christian friends. And we want you to have some other believers. I want you to go bowling without having to get drunk. Come on, somebody. I want you, I want you, I want you to laugh. I want you to play board games without cussing, spitting, and fighting. Come on now. I want you to get, get around some folks and go do some vacation without swapping partners. Come on now. We live in a perverted generation. I want you to have some godly friends in your life. We say, well, well, you know, I, I don't do that real well. That's that's a problem for you. You're supposed to have other relationships because they help you grow, they stretch you. We were made to be in relationship. With each other. Are you tracking? Say yes. And so that's why, you know, you can go to our website, you can click on the link and look at all the different small groups and people who said, I'll open up my life. Anybody who wants to come and hang out with me and my wife or my family or me as a single person? And you can find, you can just scroll through them at, at your leisure and see if any of those connect with you. Click on it, you can send an email to them and they'll respond, Yeah, I mean, let's get together, let's hang out. Here's the next big vision I have for you for 2022. You still with me? Say yes. I'm believing that every member of Hill City will bring one person to Jesus Christ. In 2022, every member would bring one person to Jesus Christ. The, the, the world is dying and going to hell. Each and every one of us have been put in the places that we live, the neighborhoods, the jobs that we have. God has placed you to be light in darkness. And what I want to challenge you to do is just share your story with more people just share your story. Not that you, maybe your story isn't that you know you were in jail and God saved you and or that you were a drug addict or whatever and God delivered you. Maybe your story is just this. I grew up around Christian my whole life and, uh, and I kind of got bored with it, but God grabbed a hold of my heart and I've been faithful and I've not needed all that other stuff and I just want you to know God is good to me. He's been faithful to me in the dark times when everyone else seems to be broken. God has been good to me and our family is serving God. I just want you to know you can have a relationship with the living God. Just tell your story and here's the statistic you got to st- tell your story to 10 people to get one person to go, I want that. It's a 10 to 1. And you say, well, I, Pastor, I told a couple people about Jesus in 2022, but nobody wanted God. You told your grandmother and you told your, your boss, expand 10 people to one. And that one person is going to look at you and go, I've never known anybody that was a real Christian. I want what you got. I've never seen a husband stay faithful a wife like you guys because god has anointed you called you and set you apart and you have the power of god flowing through you believer to help someone else know the king of kings and the lord of lords and if you halfway care about the people of the planet more important than you know uh you know uh, you know, uh, the atmosphere cracking open in the sun, killing us all, you know, more important than, you know, the, you know, the MGOs that are all out in our food, blah, blah, blah. More important than that is their soul for eternity. And so just a little bit of love goes a long way. How you know what it would do for you if your friend, your co-worker, somebody you met at a restaurant showed up on a Sunday with you and sat here and accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Do you know what it, it has changed my life to see... So many people say, I oh, was this, and God grabbed a hold of it, and I had a little part to play in that. This changed us. the reason why I'm a pastor. It's not because, not because I, there was money in it, or not because I thought, you know, hey, I'm the best guy. I just saw so many people giving their life to Jesus because of my wife and I just loving them. I said, this is what we need to do. We need to change the world together, and you're a part of that with us. Are you with me? Say yes. And here's the next thing that I have a vision for each and every one of us, and that is that we would see 500 new people come a part of our community in 2022. So as you win your friends, your neighbors, then what we want to do is get them a part of the community and help help them get, get connected with us. And again, through the Grow Track, we can connect them in the Grow Track. We can get them learning the story of God. We can get them understanding the heart of God, the purpose and the callings on their life. And here's the next thing, that each of us here at Hill City this year begin to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. Each one of us will begin to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in you as a believer. And I want you to understand something. I do not want you to go through this life without using the power of God, experiencing the power of God. The Holy Spirit came to do two things to us. Number one, to regenerate us, to make us like Jesus. And the second thing, too, is to empower us. You have power. The Holy Spirit is the power of God living inside of you to give you the power to overcome sickness, disease, insecurity, sinful habits, all these pieces. And so when you and I begin to learn to move in the power of God and experience the Holy Spirit in a fresh new way, your life will explode. And it won't just be about going to church, hearing sermons, you know, listening to some songs. It'll be about God. How can you use me to touch that person? Guys, I can't tell you how beautiful it is to move in the power of God on a daily basis. The other day, I'm reading the Holy Scriptures and as I'm reading, all of a sudden the Spirit of the Lord nudges me and says, Hey, uh, send that to so-and-so. I'm like, What? Okay. So I cut and pasted and I texted it to a friend of mine, and they text me back, you just changed my life. I'm sitting here weeping because I was asking God a question, and you sent me this passage of scripture, and it's exactly the answer that I was asking God. God just used you to change my life. And I'm like, Won, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the power of God is in you. The Spirit of the living God wants to move through you. And I know that you've seen crazy stuff. I mean, I'm, I hate to go look on YouTube for stuff because you see all these crazy, hallelujah, pick them back up, set them back down, hallelujah. And that's great, wonderful. But at the end of the day, the power of the Holy Spirit is at work in mind in your life to transform hurting and broken people. Guys, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, gifts of miracles, They didn't die out with the apostles. We're his sons and daughters. He's given us good gifts to help other people, encourage the body of Christ. You should show up every Sunday with a little something to give somebody and say, Lord, who do you want me to give that little thing to? And walk up to him and say, you know, I was praying today and I just had this thing and I was asking God, who's that for? And I had this little encouragement. I feel like I'm supposed to share that with you. You have no idea how that's going to transform lives. The other day, someone contacted me. And said, We were praying for you. I was like, Oh, somebody's praying for me. Wow. Because most people think the pastor has to pray for them. I was like, somebody's praying for me. And they said, and this is what we got from the Lord for you. And I just sat there and went. Well, this is the word of the Lord. Gave me strength, gave me encouragement. That each and every one of you begin to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is the last and final piece that I want a couple more, excuse me. And that is for twenty twenty-two. I'm believing that a hundred of you will serve with us. And the nation and the international outreach, national and international outreaches that we're going to do. The national and international outreaches. We know a lot of countries are shut down, but we're still trying to get folks out on some short-term trips. Uh, We want to go to the Navajo Nation and love on our uh, Native Americans who have really uh, struggled, even during this pandemic, in a way that most people haven't. We want to go right across that border into Mexico and love on some orphanages there kids that in difficulty like you've never seen. We think we have difficulty in the United States like you've never seen, just across the border, just even in our own city under the bridges and people who are in apartment complexes that no one's ever even showed them any kind of love. I'm just believing that 100 folks will just join in at some point this year and say, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for that. I'll go be a part of that. In fact, we call that missions here. And Erica Byler, our missions director, there she is, her and Kate. And they'll, you'll find them at the missions table every Sunday just standing out there, hey, would you like to help us touch people? <laughs> like, no, thanks. But please go by there and say, hey, look, I would love for my family this summer to take a couple of days and do something with you. What are you doing? If we want to be a part. We'd like to try something. And then the last piece that I'm believing for supernaturally that each and every one of us and that is, I'm believing in this year, and this is the vision that, that we have, that there would be a group of spiritual special forces that will help us launch another campus. A group of spiritual special forces you you saw that precious couple earlier talk about how they went and helped with Mansfield and it's, it was in their area that they lived in and you got to understand when you launch a campus you don't have all the cool kids ministry stuff like we have at this campus you don't have all the you don't have all the bells and whistles like i said it's it's tough work uh, the pinnus have just grinded it out just to love mansfield we felt like god told us we have got to touch mansfield and uh, and we've had multiple people come to them and say we've not you're the only true Multiracial church in this city. I don't know if that's true or not, but they've, they've come and they said, we, We've searched and we finally found a place that is multiracial, multigenerational, loves God. It's not spiritually weird, but it's not dead either. It just, this is perfect. It's beautiful. It's tough. And so it's special forces that'll go and help us. And we've got a vision to, to open campuses in Arlington and uh, in South Dallas area and areas like that. And we're just believing. I don't, uh, we're, we're putting teams together and believe in that, help us accomplish that. And so you said, Pastor, there's something inside of me that stirs to do that. I don't want to just sit on the pew. I don't want to just come in and relax. Our family wants to get out there on the front lines with you. If that's the case, email me at info at hillcity.us info at hillcity.us for our online campus. If you're in a city and we can come and help start a campus over there, you let me know and uh, somebody feels called to your city and we'll get, get them there. And so as we go forward into 2022, the clear word that we kept hearing from God was that he just wanted more time with us. It's amazing how distracted we got with all of the things of this world as we had Lockdowns and they couldn't go places, and I and I'm believing that as the Lord was speaking that to us, it's because His love for us is so great. And I don't know how it was for you at Christmas, but to see my kids, my kids have grown up, they've moved out of the house, you know, all but one, and and just just to have them there, and they were like, okay, we got to go, and for the first time, I'm like, uh, you y- want to play some cards? Before, I was like, yeah, y'all need to get out of my house. And I'm like, I, I don't see you as much. You, you, you want to do, y'all want to play something? And they're like, oh, no, Dad, we got to go. I'm like, oh, okay. And I think that's how God is towards us right now. I think I think he just wants a little bit more time with us. And as we come into agreement with that and say, Lord, I, I agree, You, I want time with you too. I believe that during this fast, you're going to have these encounters with God that are unprecedented and that really are going to change your life. Would you do me a favor? Would you stand up? Hey everybody, wasn't that a great message?
2: I know that as we speak, your life is being changed by the word of the Lord. So here's what I want you to do, take some time to think about it, consider it, pray and ask the Lord how you can apply it to your life today and this week. And maybe there's something that he's asking you to change or do differently in your life. Let's not let this be something that we just watch and then walk away like nothing happened. We're so grateful to be able to hear the word of the Lord. You weren't here in person today, but you're here with us online and that matters. And if you made a decision for Christ today, we wanna know, we wanna know how to come alongside you and how to support you and how we can best pray for you. So please, if you did make that decision for Christ today, text the word DECIDED to 469-606-2684. We can't wait to see you back next week, same time, same place. Share these posts with your friends. Share it on your social media, blast it out there. Don't be greedy and keep it to yourself. We love you and we'll see you soon. God bless.